California's been winning for a long time, and I think they're taking it for granted a little bit. Tesla is still headquartered in California, as is SpaceX, his aerospace firm, but Musk has other business interests in Texas that he cited as factors in his decision. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio says officials will soon have enough data to determine how many schools will have in-person classes five days a week. If they don't show up in school this week, then we're going to reach out to the family and say, we're going to put you into all remote unless you have uh, something to tell us that would uh, change that. We're going to assign your child to all remote. Students in K-5, through pre-K, and 3-K all returned to the classroom this week after de Blasio closed them shortly before Thanksgiving. More news can be found online at usaradio.com or on Facebook at USA Radio. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousin's Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. Casa Garcia is tucked into a shopping center where Metairie turns to Kenner. Octavio Garcia has been welcoming people in to enjoy the flavors of his homeland since 1984. Try the seafood sampler, seafood nachos, or a 14-ounce grilled pork chop. Octavio's mother, Sarita's tamales, are on the menu, but I'll stick to her delicious flan. Casa Garcia, 8814 Veterans Boulevard, Metairie. 4640854. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef, combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home Cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294. 
4815 Conti Street. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge, December 11th, Little Freddie King, and on December 18th, Chris Royal and Dark Matter. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Yes, indeed. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we would love to talk to you. Oh, yes, we can. Always about food. Today's edible dictionary word is brought to you by Dorignax. Voted by Food and Wine Magazine, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. Edible dictionary word today is quiche. Quiche. I remember we had a, a around during the 1970s, maybe the late 60s, when that was very hip to do, to eat. Um, uh, what's the, the name? The 70s. The 70s, yeah. Yeah, it's when quiche started really kind of getting traction. Yeah, and it was not days. considered a manly man thing to do. But quiche is delicious. It's yeah. really delicious. Very simple, very elegant. I'm trying to think of who I think not has real, the best quiche out there. Just to, to say exactly what a quiche is, it is beaten eggs poured into a pastry shell and baked, mm -hmm. usually with an assortment of other ingredients interspersed within the eggs. The additives can be just about anything. For sure. And, um, well, let's see. What's our excuse today? We, um, I, I, Henry, we have feedback, don't we? Henry? I'm gonna. Oh, better. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. We are here, Tom and Ferret, Marion Fitzmorris. I don't even know my own name. <laughs> And uh, we, uh, we, are, we have no excuse other than traffic uh, held us up from lunch. And uh, let's see, we had a, 
I had to get some gas and naturally when I was running late, when you live life on the edge like I do, if everything has to go your way and if it doesn't go your way, then you have a domino effect and that's what happened today. So we were dashing home after a lovely lunch and um, I stopped to get a little bit of gas just to get home so I wouldn't run out and naturally that particular gas station at that particular moment was not taking credit cards so that meant I had to go inside so then that changed my course to come home and that was the worst imaginable way to go and the rest is history so we are finally here and uh, ready to do the food show in a slightly uh, agitated state, but uh, you know, so what? It was a lovely, lovely lunch. We went to Chifunctus. I know that we go there a lot, but that was the first lunch we've had there. And um, but it's so good, you can't stand to crazy good. Go it's away always from it. crazy good. And uh, I had some, I had some sweet potato chips, which were fantastically good. I don't even like sweet potato chips. I don't like sweet potato fries. I don't like sweet potato chips. Tom, if that's do, the do, ones do, do, that do. don't work, then don't use them. Give me that Okay. One. Give me those. This one? This one. Yes. Anyway, um, yesterday Tom was not hearing anyone because he was wearing the wrong set of headphones. So we just need to remove these headphones from the premises is what will take care of that problem. All right, so I had great uh, sweet potato not fries, but chips that were really Creole, Creole um, spice, whatever that you call that, Creole seasoning. Something like that. Creole seasoning. It was really, really good. And um, I had a chicken sandwich, which I was implored to get by the two guys that were with us because I get chicken sandwiches everywhere. But this was a grilled chicken sandwich and not a fried chicken sandwich. It was very good. That place is so good. I mean, when you're making your own bread, like we walked in there and we sat, we sat at the food bar for just a second before moving to a table. And I love the food bar because you get to see what's being prepared for the day. And there was this pile of the most gorgeous frisee that I've ever seen. And instead of using it as frisee, as you usually see it, as just like this hunk of frisee, she was manicuring it with a little pair of baby scissors and chopping it into little pieces. And I was wondering if the frisee was going to be picked up with tweezers and put on the little poor boy sandwich for the amuse-bouche tonight. I mean, it's just that level of of, as my mom says, particularness. My mom would have said particularness, particulousness, or something like that. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you. I have not heard from Stan today, so I'm not even sure he's going to call us. I hope he is, though, because we were talking about Stan at lunch and how much we enjoyed his reports from the Heartland. And the two guys that we were with were interested in hearing about the escapades of uh, LW, the hound dog. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we are here to do that. It is, um, let's see what day it is today, Tom. If you have no, a, that's a tough one. National Palmier Day. It's what? Really? Hmm? 
Palmier. 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 Yeah. Let me if you have your phone, Sounds... Tom, for a second. My what? Palmier. Now that's your comb, babe. Your My phone. comb. What? Phone. What are you? What are you your holding? Telephone. I moved it. Okay. I'll go get it. Okay, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back. Five five six nine six nine six. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's, 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousin's Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. Casa Garcia is tucked into a shopping center where Metairie turns to Kenner. Octavio Garcia has been welcoming people in to enjoy the flavors of his homeland since 1984. Try the seafood sampler, seafood nachos, or a 14-ounce grilled pork chop. Octavio's mother, Sarita's tamales, are on the menu, but I'll stick to her delicious flan. Casa Garcia, 8814 Veterans Boulevard, Metairie. 4640854 I get misty just holding your hand mm. That's right, a nice thing to feel Ron, the yeah. gourmet 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 for gourmet uh, is being offered to us over here by Marianne What is that? That's a new one on me. It sounds good though. The gourmet gourmet? Yeah. I don't know. He's just a gourmet. Huh. Something to hey, that. Uh, I'm going to look into. Chef, how's that? We have uh, been exceedingly uh, busy today here at the at the old food show. How how have you been today? It's a lovely side, uh, pretty good, except for a little on the chilly side. But other than that, it's pretty nice. You okay with that? I'm fine. How are you all doing? Uh, cause everything I always told you uh, just a, a second frazzled, ago, that's that, still true. So you can keep go. going. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I anyway. was uh, watching a video yesterday on how to make Parmesan cheese, and I think that what I'm going to do tonight is make chicken Parmesan. Yeah. Up in the up in the container. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were going to make what, Parmesan cheese. I was like, come on, Ron. <laughs> well, it, it no, is I, something to do. There's more. St- yeah. Yeah, I, mm. I, I'm going to make. I'm I'm actually going to make cheese because on this recipe, not for tonight, but I mean on this recipe that I saw. They show you how to do it, and it's just a question of ordering a couple of ingredients that most uh, most stores wouldn't have. Like, um, I, I I don't remember what was on the list because I'm not a cheese maker, but I have flagged the video, and I'm going to go write it down and uh, seek these ingredients out. I think it would be a blast. Now it's Parmesan style cheese, and and, okay. and it's certainly not mm-hmm. going to be Parmesan, okay. you know, okay. Reggiano, but made by uh, the hey, shepherds. <laughs> If it tastes anything close to Parmesan, it'll, it'll be a big win. I mean, 
Uh, the other one I want to make is mozzarella, because a lot of restaurants mm-hmm. make their own mozzarella, and it's not that hard. The two things are so different from one another, though, that uh, it's really easy to do it. Though Dornak uh, certainly picks up their share of that. I've seen that. And uh, also, though, they're, uh, they're coming around with first-class uh, uh, of all kinds of cheeses, including a good Parmesan cheese. Uh, you wouldn't slice that, although some people do, and uh, you can actually put it in there. Chef Andrea, he has always done that. He slices his Parmesan cheese. You can go on and on and on like this. So if you want to walk and walk and on, call me, and uh, we'll talk about it some more. Or you can give me some more yours. So Remember Daniel, the gourmet cellist? He made yes. his own ricotta using yeah i think he had to order some kind of that's right he did didn't he i remember that i don't even know what that is yeah yeah there were like three ingredients that uh aren't just regular off the shelf ingredients but it's worth uh doing because i'm sure i could get them online mm-hmm. yep well now, the that's parmesan, what he did he got them online yeah, the Parmesan, I'm sure, there takes a while. Mozzarella doesn't take that long, and I want to do both because mozzarella right. really uh, really melts well on dishes, and the Parmesan is just that, that awesome flavor. Yeah. You the know, Parmesan fun, uh, uh, is a little got a little more going on, but uh, that's another story. Yeah, it was fun listening to uh, Mary Lee yesterday. She's really uh, become quite the hostess. <laughs> We're uh, trying to get her. We're trying to get her. We're trying to mm. rope her in, but she just will uh, will have none of it. She got snagged mm. yesterday because I had so much going uh. on. She dropped something off, and when she when she it's it was almost like clockwork. When she came in, I had just needed to go out and talk to uh, the guy that was doing all the work, and so I said, "Here, sit down, do it." And so she she did it, but she was not happy about it. I mean, she, she she could do really well with it. We mm-hmm. just have to try and woo her in. Well, it can be done. You wouldn't be the first one. So yeah. uh, just go in and start diving. But and she got plenty more else. calls than we do, so I like yeah. that. Well, what have you been eating today? Oh, I just had a hamburger for uh, lunch, and I'm looking forward to some what? chicken parmesan. Tell me about it. Is it. Was it a big one, a small one? Was it a kind of crusty on the outside, or is it kind of like easy going in? Uh, do you uh, make it very uh, easy and make a book out of it? Or how do you put together your hamburgers when you did it at home? Oh, I basically use fresh ground beef and I made an onion burger. So I diced up onion into tiny little pieces and mixed that into the, uh, into the ground uh-huh. beef. And then right after I, uh, I take the burger out of the pan, <clears throat> the fond is there. So I actually used a little bit of apple juice and scraped that out. And then uh, put some barbecue sauce in. So I had an onion-flavored barbecue sauce with more onions. It yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah having, having discussed all of that and bounced an item or two with this, tell me uh, what the parts of it that uh, – how often do you do this hamburger of yours? He and, does everything. <laughs> He does something. Yeah, it every sounds night. like you about got complex. it covered, he's, but uh, you, he's you, busy you, in uh-huh. the kitchen. He's yeah. definitely got uh, he's got his mojo down for sure. Do you ever eat out anymore, Ron, or do you just mainly cook? You know, um, I mainly cook, and I'll tell you why. Um, just being kind of stuck in like everybody else, and with all of these uh, restrictions, I do a lot more cooking uh, inside, and I don't do that much uh, outside. 
it's just fun. I like cooking. It's, it's not work. You know, I don't mind two hours making a complicated dish. Some people don't like to do it. I just put the music on and crack open a beer if it's after work, and then you just kind of get going. It's creative. It's a it's a creative outlet for sure. You know, and if you if you like to eat uh, and you like to cook, you're there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one of the things I like to do. You know, I want to, but we don't. The only thing that puzzles me, and uh, one of these days, I'm going to persuade our people who listen regularly and and other people as well uh, that. Food and everything else uh, in any category, how fast you go, all the pieces of it that you have at your, your reach, uh, it's, you're going to love it for a while. And then after a while, uh, chances are it's going to lighten up a little bit and then you'll want to get another different uh, approach to it. And I, I just feel like it's something I have to tell you every day, and that is work on the really good ones as well as you can get them because, first of all, they don't really uh, get uh, smaller or lower or more expensive or any of those things. It does the job just like that. Tom, you know what? Uh, Frank and Marna Brightson were both born on the same day. Yeah. Like on the same year, the same exact age. Is that bizarre? Could be. Hmm. I don't know. I should reach that over and check it over, but we have yeah, it was just special sort of little scanning places. Yeah, scanning the almanac while we were talking. Okay, so yeah. Ron, do you have anything else? Dan? Gone? Dan? Oh, he left. Okay. He left. Okay. Uh, Frank and Marna Brightson are the same exact age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about their uh, their Creole Vistro, Brightson's, mm-hmm. has been a fixture. Brightson's? Mm-hmm. Brightson's is so good. On You're the doing... dining scene since the early 80s in the contemporary Creole cuisine phase. Frank cooked at Commander's Palace in the uh, Chef, Chef Paul Prudhomme years. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy I... with Paul to open K. Paul's. And then they opened Brightson's a few years later in that old cottage in the Riverbend. So that would be, gosh, that's like, that's like. Chef Probably Paul, 35, almost 40 years we, ago. we got with one another uh, for a while, as a lot of people did. And I came back and uh, it became a friend again some uh, while. And then uh, something happened that our friendship fell apart completely and we had a very rough uh, uh, yeah. uh, oh, well. problem with that. Yeah. I tried to uh, get out of it. I think he was trying to make it... Uh, uh, well, it's water under the bridge now. But uh, once we've got all that done, uh, then he passed away, and then mm-hmm. that's it for him. But uh, I uh, tell you what, the the memory of Chef Paul Prudhomme or his cookbooks, he had quite a few of them. They were very well done. All of those uh, big pieces of work, we never talk about that over on this program. And I think that there's a lot in there that we could make a day's book out of it. I, I really do. So uh, if you have any ideas about Chef Paul, uh, Paul Prodom, uh, call us and tell us about him. If, if you want to say, I hated him or whatever, uh, just, you know, if, as long as you're within reason. I'll say this. He sure hated you. <laughs> I know. I, they put me on the, a, a magazine uh, oh, as goodness. a... But you know what? It, it worked out good. Who cares? It goes good. Six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we're here to talk to you about food. Today yeah. is also the birthday in 1886 of Clarence Bird's Eye. Yeah. He was in Labrador. Yep. Trading. 
when he noticed that people there preserved fresh meat and fish by leaving it out in the extreme cold. He worked on a method of freezing food quickly Uh and then marketed the first frozen food. The company evolved into general foods. The essence of his discovery was that the faster food could be frozen, the less damage was done to it by the small ice crystals that form. Ooh, wow. David. Let's go to David. David. Yes. Hi, David. David. Hi. uh, Hi, David. Welcome to our show. Come on in. Thank you, Tom. I I do have a question about Chef Paul Prudhomme. I am fixing to buy one of his cookbooks as a gift for someone out of town. If you were to get just one of his cookbooks, which, which one do you think says it all? Of uh, whom? Chef Paul Prudhomme. Chef Paul, Paul Prudhomme's oh. uh, many uh, cookbooks. Frankly, what, if you were to uh, only get one, what, which would you choose? Uh, I think his first one uh, was this okay. best. Uh, and beyond that, there was a... Uh, a low everything uh calories you know just he had a a book with a lot of that in it and i always thought that that's unique first of all and uh, the idea of putting two such things together Wait, talking Paul about the same thing was worried about calories in any book he at was, any yeah. time what yeah he had in two the world of, was that he had two books that uh both of which uh were on top of things and would tell you what the ratten <laughs> was and uh, and wow. he and they were credible and uh, they were terrific. So David, it's nice I want to hear the, from you. The fat unhealthy book. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? I think that I would the be the fat first unhealthy one. book. Oh, that's one. lucky. So I'll go for the so I'll go for the first one. I, I'm I'm sure you're right, and I assume it's been reissued many times, so it'll be easy yeah. to find. Yeah. yeah. It's away. nice to hear from you. How have you been? I've been good, working. Good. All right. I heard. Did you call Mary Lee yesterday? I did. I wanted to ask her about uh, her baking skills and uh, rescue her from the weeds a bit. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that was very kind of you. You all, I think, actually have something in common. I think you both do uh, similar work. All right. Thanks for calling us today. Bye. Thank and you. Bye. Nice to hear from you. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us. We want to talk to um, you. It's time for Louisiana Radio Network news. We'll I, be back I, to talk I've more got, after that. I've got- Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Two are dead and three injured, including a four-year-old, after a shooting incident in Lacombe Tuesday. St. Tammany Parish Sheriff's Captain Scott Lee says shortly after 10 a.m. yesterday, deputies were called to the 2800 block of Palmer Drive. A homeowner reported to our deputies that he had shot four men that entered his home armed with guns. The four-year-old child in the home is expected to recover. The homeowner was not struck, and two of the four people who entered the home did not leave alive. Statewide, since our first COVID-linked fatality in March, we've had enough COVID deaths to fill eight average flu seasons. The numbers come from New Orleans-based data analyst Jeff Asher, who says he averaged flu deaths from every year from 2012 to 2016, and the average is 765. He says the high number of COVID fatalities came despite a historic effort to prevent the spread. We had a shutdown. We've had mask restrictions, gathering restrictions. It's the type of thing that in spite of these changes, it's still been significantly more deadly than most diseases. LRN. Feeling sick or a little blue? Now you can see a doctor or behavioral health provider like a psychologist or counselor online from the comfort of your own couch. Blue Care Telehealth from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana lets you visit with a doctor online 24-7 from your computer or smartphone and get prescriptions too. 
Blue Care is an easy way to treat fever, flu symptoms, sinus infections, pink eye, plus it's faster and cheaper than a trip to urgent care or the ER. With Blue Care, you can also get help for stress, anxiety, or other challenges you may be facing, especially during these times. Visit BlueCareLA.com or download the app. Blue Care, one word on your smartphone. Before your Blue Care visit starts, you'll see what it will cost you so there are no surprises. The fee depends on your plan type and benefits. So remember, when you're sick or down, let Blue Care help turn things around. Sign up today. Blue Care from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana. AC Ambulance are the ones to talk to for all your heating and cooling needs. Call Sid, you'll be happy you did. AC Ambulance is also proud to lend a helping hand to our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge December 4th, Russell Batiste and Friends, December 11th, Little Freddie King, and December 18th, Chris Royal and Dark Matter. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, follow us on social media at Fridays from the Funky Uncle. For innovative, premium, energy-efficient indoor climate management solutions, make sure to contact AC Ambulance. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. You betcha. 556-9696 is the number. It's the food show. Yeah. Tom's been talking to you about food for almost 33 years. Me, a little bit less time than that, but is we that would okay? love... If you I can't hear anything. Hang on. About food. I, I, I'm just <sighs> not getting in here. Yeah. Who's, who, I don't know, babe. There's no, nobody we, to listen to. We just have, the, yeah. you know, these. Mm-hmm. A, a, a button is, here, a button there. That's uh, all yeah. there is to it. It's uh, uh, National Palmier Day. What's today, anyway? What it, What is the day today? The day today mm-hmm. is the 9th of December. 9th of September. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. December. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, pommiers are interesting. They are um, a pastry made from puff pastry, and they are um, they are sort of rolled into an oval and have sugar on them. And they're good, I guess. People really really like them. They are made traditionally with five fingers. Um, the more common variety has only two lobes, so they maybe look like mittens. But they fold the sweetened dough over itself three or four times, then once more to form the lobes. The dough is then sliced in a 90-degree angle to the fold, separated, and baked. It's for It's a sugary... Tweet, treat and if you like sugary treats, what's it taste it's like? Good, you've had them. Tom, it tastes probably a lot like the um, the uh, sweet pastry that you had from brunch the other day. I mean, it looks it, it could have been brunch? exactly that, except it was a globe instead or a dome instead of um, a pommier. I'm not a fan, but then I'm not a fan of, of sugary treats generally. Speaking. Well, you can't do everything. 
Yes. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you. To, well, uh, fire we have away. neighbors who are having a blast with really yeah. Weird, how do you like that? Really, we really loud. Uh, when we first uh, moved the radio show and did it until about ten o'clock last night. When we did that last, uh, uh, well, when we <laughs> opened up the uh, the radio show uh, back. Oh, let's see what. Let's just say that there was plenty of it. Uh-huh. And with some complaint about it, and uh, now uh, there was. I thought there's something wrong here. What what's with this? Uh, it's new, pretty crazy. New house, <laughs> and uh, well, anyway, it's. Uh, I wondered whether this would be the Bushhogger guy said. A, a How problem. are you going to put up with that? Because that's like really crazy. I would have called the cops six times by now. Uh, and, and I'm thinking <laughs> about it. Well, if it continues to go on, because it, it was there till 10 o'clock last night, and it was really uh, starting to annoy me. But that, that was a long time, because he came to Bush Hog at about 10 o'clock. So they had been at mm-hmm. it for a really, really long time. And I just, it's, you know, it's like I were too busy to bother with it. But, but you know, really, come on. Anyway, that was, uh, it sounds like they're back at it again today. 5569696 is the number. So we've had a lot of eating since we last That's what we are spoke. here for. Yeah, if since you we last spoke. For cooking and eating. Uh, that's, that's what uh, last is night our. We went yeah. to, um, what's it called? Galerie de. Galerie? I'll have to look it up. It's the new space on Royal Street. That was formerly Hurwitz Mints, which is now a part of, um, it's part of like a, it's a three-story building. The first floor is um, retail, and then the second floor is Galerie, whatever it is, having to do with Galatoire's. And then the top two floors are apartments. So, but it's a new, it's a new building. It's the new venue space for Galatoire's. It's really beautiful. It's very well done. It's got the Galatoire's vibe to it, but it's not the bright colors. Galatoire's has their green and their yellow, but this is, um, you, you know, your standard putty and white. And it was, um, we were kind of one of the only press people that were there. Most everyone else was either well, that's members become, of the charities who were bene- the beneficiaries of a, the event was, or people who were seriously going to bid $4,000 for a table. And they were, they were doing this by, it's a, it was, it was an set up an auction. an auction. And they've been doing it for years. It yep. has always been as expensive as that. Uh, although I'm not trying to put them down because uh, they have really top quality wines and other things in there. So, uh, you know, they're not uh, uh, giving a rotten deal to anybody. Uh, but it's exciting to go to it. And uh, it's hooked in with Galatoire's and it all comes together. Melvin uh, Rodri <laughs> actually looked better than I've seen him look in a long time. So I guess stress agrees with him because at the end of a disastrous year of COVID lockdowns and strangulation restrictions on restaurants, he looked pretty darn good yesterday. So uh, he was there. And then the, of course, auctioneer was there and the beneficiaries of the event 
uh, one of which was called Stare, Start the Adventure in Reading. And the representative for Start the Adventure in Reading was Drew Ramsey's wife. And Drew Ramsey is the owner of Hubig's Pies. So we got a little report on the never-ending saga of poor Hubig's which incredibly time flies burned in 2012 it was, it was off the so air for months and months and months and people years, were talking years, about him all the time years. so so 2012 i was shocked to hear that it was 2012 so they had the fire and they closed and then he had a long legal battle with a well person who started out as a good friend and of course, they never end up that way if you're in a protracted legal battle with them. And so um, that's over. And that's actually yeah. been over for about two or three years because we ran into Drew at Mindy's wedding. Mindy, Mindy. Tom's former producer. That's right. And uh, is a very good friend of them because Mindy's very good mother worked for office. him I mean, in the office. Yeah, office. Yeah. And so uh, we were at Mindy's wedding and we saw Drew there and we asked him for an update and he told us that he had won the battle, the legal mm -hmm. battle, but then the next hurdle was to find a place to regroup. And apparently that's taken a number of years because he finally has it and he doesn't want to come on the show until he has an opening date, but it's close. So I just want to let everyone know it's close. It is, he said where it was, it was looking... It's like right on the river, and I'll have to remember what he said, but it's um, it's kind of getting loaded up with equipment, and they will be back in business soon. They've hired back their people, so it is getting very close. Anyway, it was nice to see him again. He's a fun guy, nice guy, and the event was lovely. It's an auction, so if you're not buying anything, it you know gets a little tiresome after a while, but it is fun to watch people spend money. And uh, they were auctioning 12 tables instead of 40 some odd tables, but people were, you know, just like they always are. They're well, they're ready to put up the money to make up the difference. So the tables were going for upwards of $4,000 a piece. And so I think that they did pretty well with that. There were two other charities involved. One was Kingsley House and the other was a homeless. It was a homeless charity for people who are not in shelters. I don't know the name of it, but anyway, um, it was to bring meals and things like that to them and also to sort of get them home sometimes. But it was it was fun. They had they had the uh, they had a, an open bar with uh, they were pouring I think Veuve Clicquot for the champagne and they had little platters of appetizers. The fried oysters were extra crispy, not very big though, but they were really good. They were crispy and uh, and greaseless. And then they had some of those little phyllo cups with the crab meat ravigot. And there was one that was really interesting. It was like a little marble of mozzarella with a, maybe it was a, um, it's kind of one of those meaty cherries, you know, like the Italian ones. Um, and then a little sprig of dill on that. That was really good. 
And then, of course, the souffle potatoes, which were kind of flat and greasy. They, they were. were. They've been they were, changing the not, flat not on good. that. Not too good. And uh, I've noticed good. that as, uh, there's more than one restaurant around the city that still have some. Right. Yeah. And lately, most of them have been pretty poor. Uh, and I'm talking about the entire wrench of them. Yeah. They, <clears throat> the, and this is where I see it. Uh, the, in it's the good too bad, places. Tom, because you love, you love, love, love those. Yeah, I, lo- I do. Yeah, uh, and all of the restaurants, al- although they aren't all that many of them anymore. Yeah, it's Arno's, Antoine's, Arno. and yeah. Galatoire's. But and then Three here, who would have thought at uh, um, the it one we just though. did yesterday? It was uh, good. The food was good. Galatoire's. It, uh, it was a nice little platter of appetizers. And I... Trying to think of the name of that cherry, but it's the Italian one that is in maybe it's the Negroni. I'm not sure, but anyway, it's oh, it's, that's a good it's, drink. It's that really good, it's alcoholic, fancy, though, pretty, delicious, expensive no. cherry. That's what it seemed like to me. But it was it was that was a good little appetizer. I was not expecting that much of it, but it was good. It might not have been mozzarella. It was goat cheese. That's what it was. It was a little ball of goat cheese, like a little marble size. All right, we'll be back. We're going to take a break. Five five six nine six nine six. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef, combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home Cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294. 4815 Conti Street. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans. Skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day. A gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us as Dotsie does, we would love to talk to you. Dotsie, don't hurt me. I didn't say charcuterie. <laughs> okay, I want to correct Michael seventy five. I also studied it. Oh and he you know oh my goodness people pronounce their names wrong in New Orleans. This is not what I call but Michael seventy five is gonna call up and go mano a mano on you. Go ahead. Tra- oh oh we would. We would love it. Trapani. Okay. Oh, would we? So no. He's, go ahead. he's talking. He's talking to your daughter and like trying to get her to go see something called uh, that he calls La Boca de la Verita. 
It's La Boca de la Verita. Please tell me this is not why you're calling. Please tell me you're calling no, about not. something it's else. Not. It's oh, not. thank God. But you were, okay. you were razzing me. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Poor daughter's like, yeah, I'll go see that. Yeah, right. Get this old crazy man off my phone. Okay. But what I love about your program, and I try not That's to almost like a great quote from my to. daughter. Okay. Uh-huh. It sounds exactly like something Tom she'd say. Tom saved my life on many occasions. As I've told you in the past, he kept me out of jail, a glass of wine, Tom Fitzmaurice, and I'm not going to St. Gabriel today. Okay. So, uh, okay, good. But y'all are now the food show and the life show because everybody, as somebody told me that I went through Katrina with, darling, we're all about slipping off our noodles. So now we're in a different place, and y'all are keeping us from slipping off our noodles. <laughs> okay, but, good, uh, good. I'm re- so, you know, you, when you get clamped and you, you are rushed, believe me, you're making us say, okay, I'm not the only one. Um, mm-hmm. What I was happy about mm-hmm. was the Hurwitz, when you said the Hurwitz myths thing, I, when I took, when I was a kid and I took the, the bus, I loved that space. And so I'm glad that a New Orleanian has whatever they're doing. I don't care what Galatoire's is doing. Um, mm-hmm. I love the thought that New Orleanians are maybe taking back New Orleans, you know? <laughs> and anytime that happens, I'm happy, okay? Maybe I'm an anarchist. I don't know. I'm a New Orleans anarchist, okay? And I... I no, no, absolutely, absolutely. Let me tell you something. You are not, okay? You are not. If you are trying to preserve New Orleans, you are the antithesis of that. Because that oh, is God. what is actually going banned. on. I have ban- been banned from a major radio station i won't say their name for calling out their anti-new orleans stuff i've been banned i have been threatened by people and it's you know what i don't care that's my life uh-huh. but uh, any any way we can take back new orleans i'm for and if y'all are clamped and you're running late and whatever you know what it's you make us feel like oh oh that's my what God. i felt like that's what i, I felt like i thought you know, people have to put up with an awful lot from us. But then I thought, you know what? They also, they also are very loyal because they know that it's not your typical thing. We are like such a mess. And if we can pull little threads and tie it together and save the Orleans, I am so for that. There you go. We are the we All are right. the, the we are the uh, French resistance. The so, you for, so you forgive us our trespasses. Really That's good, because we trespass a lot. <laughs> and, and you're always entertaining, no matter what. It's like, dear God. <laughs> and when stuff happens, you know, Mary, I, 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 I have a cat. Okay, that's all I have to deal with. So it's like, I'm so grateful. I only have you. Mm-hmm. And what he does, he puffs his cheeks out yeah. and he starts talking to himself. I'm like, what are you doing? Conjugating French verbs? Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, I've got this kind of easy, okay? Well, I, I hope he own, says, I'm okay. as long as he says, charcuterie. Charcuterie. He has to pronounce it. Charcuterie. charcuterie. We have proper okay. French I'm going to pronounce the galeries. I'm going to pronounce it the right way when I say what it is. I promise, Dotsie. Stay with me. All right? 
Well, you know, it's really funny because one of the things that has kept me sane is looking because I do love French and I love Italian and all that. And, and I do go and thank God for YouTube. Uh, it's really funny. But, you know, if Michael 75 is going to complain because New Orleanians don't pronounce their names correctly, Michael 75, la, boca. I don't think think you understand Michael 75, but we love Michael 75. He's an old curmudgeon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I've run into him elsewhere. But y'all, even when you're running late and you're, believe me, we're all, you know, not only pulling for you, we're pulling for us. There you go. Good. Thank you. I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) Is Dotsy gone? I think she is. Are you on? I think she is. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you. I was with two of my college buds today, and Tom, and um, and I said something, and oh, what was it? The, it was one of my stories that I've told a lot, and uh, he said, "Yeah, I've heard that one," and then he said, "I've heard that one a few times," and the other guy had not heard it. And so I said to the first guy, I said, oh, gosh, you've heard it? And he goes, a few times. I said, oh, are you trying to say I'm boring? And he goes, no, you are definitely not that. And I went, Because you can't be as, as um, living on the edge and be a boring. I mean, I, I'm, I'm many things, but not that. 5569696 is the number. I'm looking for the galeries whatever it is i have to search it and then i can tell you what the name of it was but um it was a it was a nice little evening it was quick we ran into an old friend that was really uh it was really nice to see her okay the name of it is the it's the galatoire's foundation and it is at the galerie de galatoire that's it. And it's a, I guess it's going to be their new venue, but it's very understated looking. It's not the bright yellow and green of Galatoire's, but it is, it is the lattice work. And um, I guess the same food, it certainly tasted the same to me, except Tom is now on his thing about souffle potatoes. I am. Tom, they were never very good to begin with. I'm sorry to utter blasphemy like that. Oh, no. But when they were good, they were really, really good. That was Arno's that did them. I would rather just have regular French and, fries. And in the old, old days, going back maybe two years, Antoine's also had them, but they were much longer, and they were totally uh, free of oil and greasy. Yeah, these were con- not last night, and, that's for sure. And they were flat, which was surprising. Or those were uh, have come a long way, but that's Arno anyway. They were a little Arno's, surprising. All, uh, if you went to Arno's and they were running souffle potatoes, crisps, crisp rather, mm-hmm. and, it, uh, and then uh, really nice side, nice and everything. Everything about it was just the way it should be. And uh-huh. some people apparently never really got their heads around what... Is this exactly anyhow? How do, what, how do you do this? And they don't uh, get the... Uh, yeah, I don't anyone. get it. I'm one of those people who don't get it. So uh, our friends were mightily impressed with Chifunctas and we're trying to actually figure out a way they can go because apparently there's a whole population of people 
out there, probably a larger population of adults than my group. Where was this? Where they can't go someplace unless they have a designated driver because they drink. Well, with good Which is reason. something I don't understand because I don't drink. But um, I was talking to uh, Don the Gourmet Neighbor and trying to tell him he needs to go to Chifunctas because he's a Revolution fan and that I think this one is better. And he said, well, you know, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do because I, I drink and I, I, I want to go, but it's like such a big ordeal to go. So the two guys that were with us today were both trying to pick their designated driver so they could go back because it was just fabulous. I mean, it's, it was right on the river. They were most impressed with the little fire pits out on the patio and, and just how bright and airy and beautiful everything was and how great the food was. And it was just spectacular. They all got, everybody on the table got raw fish, but me. I got it. I know, you had, did we, did we even get that? Yeah, we did get it. Um, Tom, and the oysters Tom were really, a, really good. A, what? what? A tuna. Tuna. You had a tuna with some. You had like a hot tuna dish, though, didn't you? Hot as. You had a hot tuna. In and terms they of. They each had a tuna salad. They had a tuna a gorgeous, salad. That was like the yeah. most beautiful tuna salad. Oh, yeah, that's seen. a natural there. Salad. It's exquisitely beautiful. Yeah. So let's say we started with um, oysters, which were like char grilled and had a, a high tarragon flavor to it. Not that that's bad. I love tarragon, but um, they did not. They were not dipping oysters, but it was good. I thought those were good. They were a little expensive, maybe for for. I think they were like three dollars a piece. That seemed, you know, I'm saying that seemed high, but it's about the same price as Oxlot. It was four oysters instead of six. And then um, we got crab claws, which was a really cool presentation and there was like this cheese bread with the crab claws those were really good and then the third thing we got was oh shrimp and grits those were great those were really good they were very creamy grits and the shrimp were good with the heavy worcestershire component so we started with that and then there were two there was a gumbo on the table and a turtle soup on the table did you like the turtle soup, Tom? You've had it there before. Uh, yeah, it was terrific. Yeah. Uh, very light, which is the way I like it. Uh -huh. And uh, so there it was. Yeah, you've had it there before, I think. And then, yeah, I think it's the yeah. best commonly uh, found uh, crawfish. No, wait, excuse me. It's um, uh, what we're playing with in this case is, uh, is turtles. Turtle we, had, we also had a gumbo on the table, which had a – it was a beautiful presentation. It was a, a crab claw. And it had like that little, you know, where the claw is attached to the body of the crab. If you pull it, you get like a whole little chunk of crab meat in the shell. That was part of it, too. It was really, really pretty. And then, um, and so I, I took a picture of that because it was extraordinarily nice. And then um, my friend ate it and left the crab claw. And I thought, I'm going to, if you don't want that, I'm going to do it. And then I tried to. <laughs> And then I realized why he didn't want it, because I practically had to smash the thing. And by that time, I was up to my elbows practically in gumbo on my on my fingers, and I had to get up and go clean myself up. So he was wise to reject it. But it's hard for me to see a little crab claw just sitting there and not being eaten. So um, I learned my lesson, though. 
And then for entrees, we had the three tuna dishes, and I had a grilled chicken sandwich with a lot of avocado on homemade bread. I mean, my gosh, homemade bread. And then um, these chips that were extraordinarily good. I mean, I don't like sweet potato chips or sweet potato fries, but the Creole seasoning was really, really good. So um, that was a good lunch. It was, it was too good a lunch. We sat for too long. I should have left before I did, which is why we were late. Because I left, I left late enough that everything had to fall in our favor and it didn't and that's why we were late so it sounds like the music has come on to tell us has come on to tell us to shut up what so that we can go to the top of the hour news and i hope that stan is going to call i have not heard from him sometimes i do and sometimes i don't so i'm hoping that he just didn't tell me ahead of time that he was calling and that he is going to be on the phone at three but we'll just have to wait and see wgso new orleans time for the louisiana radio network news Hey, Brian Diaz here with the NOLA Drink Show. Check us out every Monday evening from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on WGSO 990 AM, Orleans, Louisiana. News in modern memory. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell speaking there on the Senate floor on Wednesday regarding a new coronavirus stimulus package. The Kentucky Republican continues. They need the House and the Senate to stop chasing our tails and make a law. We've spent July, August, September, October, and November, trying different ways to create common ground. Federal antitrust authorities in dozens of states are filing antitrust lawsuits accusing Facebook of illegally trampling competitors and buying up emerging rivals to secure the dominance of its 2.7 million member social network. The FTC is expected to file its own suit against Facebook in D.C. federal court. You're listening to USA Radio News. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or medical care, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-880-1896. 800-880-1896. That's 800-880-1896. A California restaurant owner's outrage over Los Angeles County's new outdoor dining ban is going viral after she posted an emotional video online. Angela Mardson, owner of the Pineapple Hill Saloon and Grill in Sherman Oaks, posted a video that showed a production company was set up right next to hers and they were allowed to be open. Meanwhile, she had to close the Pineapple Hill Saloon and Grill down. She joins MSNBC and says this isn't about politics. It's about people, and that's what I keep trying to say. I don't blame uh, Good Girl Productions or, or whoever was filming there. Like, the, the entertainment industry has been decimated. They need to work. You know, mm-hmm. but small businesses, we are 
destitute. You mean, we're looking at something worse than the Great Depression. Canadian health officials are approving the coronavirus vaccine developed by drug makers Faison and BioNTech. You're listening to USA Radio News. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-autopay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. A Democrat sitting on the House Intelligence Committee is said to have been compromised by a Chinese spy. Axios reported on Monday that a Chinese spy named Fang Fang, or Christine Fang, targeted up-and-coming local politicians, including Democrat congressman from California Eric Swalwell. It's suspected Fang was gathering intel for China as she courted and slept with up-and-coming politicians. Swalwell refused to discuss his relationship with Fang after the publication reported that she had sexual relations with at least two other politicians. It's going to be a nice, beautiful night for you. Clear skies, crisp in the morning again, but the temperatures will rebound a little quicker and we'll go to a little warmer for the afternoon tomorrow. Early morning, lower to upper 40s, patched to a fog maybe. The afternoon highs go into about the lower 70s. It's partly cloudy tomorrow night and Friday, but still dry. Partly cloudy to cloudy and a chance of showers developing Friday night, increasing Saturday and Sunday. Tomorrow, 72, 72 again on Friday after morning lows of 50s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. A single car accident victim can require as as many as 100 pints of blood. That's why the American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org. The American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. for the second hour of the food show and on wednesday that means it is owned by none other than stan meadows calling from his resort out in las vegas at least for now anyway before he moves on to someplace else hey stan are you there i am how are you doing marianne some are you feeling better because you were under the weather last week i am i'm feeling great i think i had a little cold and desert okay. cold I hear can be brutal. So, but I'm back <laughs> back where I need to be. Um, Good. Came down to Chinatown today, so that's where I'm at, sitting on a corner table, having a cup of coffee in Chinatown. Uh, never. What's been here. that like in Las Vegas? There's a Chinatown in Las Vegas. I've never heard of it. At, actually, I hadn't either, uh, and I've heard about it, so I decided to come down here. And it's a pretty good size, pretty good size Is area. It? Uh, there's uh, in shopping centers, and just, I haven't really explored it yet. That's what I'm going to do right after the show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I did see it, a sign that said "hot and juicy crawfish," so I don't know what that's about. <laughs> well, it behooves you to find out, Stan. Uh, oh, so gonna... wait, it, 
is it is it a big Chinatown in in the same vein as like a New York Chinatown? I mean, because Las Vegas is a big sort of international city, so is it that kind of Chinatown? You know, I've I've been to New York Chinatown and San Francisco Chinatown. It's not near as big or near as exciting. Okay. Whenever you first get there, but again, I haven't. Yeah. To me, it looks like it might be about five or six blocks when I looked on the map. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. Of different okay. things, so I, I, it's going to be interesting. I've, I've been down here about fifteen minutes, walked around a little bit, maybe a half hour. Okay. So, well, we'll wait you know. for the official Chinatown report for next week, then. I, I certainly will. Okay. All right. So when we last talked. You were well into your gangster research, and I think you were looking. Had we just had we finished the best Reuben anywhere, or like how how many days were you out with your cold? Oh, about two days. Okay, so you've been you've been busy for the last two weeks with all kinds of things. So I'm sure you have a, a full report for us. Did you find the best Reuben? I, I did find the best Reuben, and the best Reuben's in the deli at Sandstown Casino. Okay. Now, had uh, you found that the last story. time? Because I thought you were still looking. No? I was, and I went to a few other places, and, you know, it's that Thousand Island dressing versus uh, Russian dressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is what makes the difference, and most of them have Thousand All. And then yeah. Saginaw mm-hmm. Deli uh, down in Old old. Old downtown, they came in second place on the Reuben. Uh, uh, and they had the they had the Russian also. You're only giving this yep. prize and runner-ups. You can only qualify for a prize if you have the official Russian, right? That's the only way it could work. Okay. And un- okay. unfortunately, they're closed. Most of the restaurants in Las Vegas are either closed down or they've made it to where you can't go in unless you have a reservation. And they're only taking twenty five percent customers, so they oh they really yeah they did a little lockdown in Las Vegas, mm. uh, I guess okay. two weeks ago. Uh, mm. So I've been you know I've been cooking outside a lot. My neighbor my neighbors came over. We all got together for uh, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and had a great time. Uh, and everybody brought a little dish. I baked I baked the ham, the root beer glaze ham, Tom's mm-hmm. recipe. Uh, and, and you had how many people? How many people were eating this ham? Six people. Okay, so you probably made a pretty good dent in it. Yeah, I made a real good dent in it. And for your urging, and LWOG said he got a little <laughs> bit of the ham. And he liked the glaze a lot. Uh, okay. It, it was interesting what people contributed. I contributed the Morrison's eggplant casserole from Morrison's mm-hmm. Cafe. Mm-hmm. And a couple from Utah, uh, they, they call them funeral potatoes. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. But no, I've not. But they take it to people's funeral hmm. for, the, for the funeral buffet, which I didn't know was the thing either. <laughs> uh, but they were really good potatoes, like a potato casserole. Really? And then some people from Wisconsin brought some cranberry chutney and pierogies, which I hadn't had them forever. Mm-hmm. And they were very good. Mm-hmm. And then uh-huh. I made they made their own stuff. pierogies? Huh? They made their own pierogies? Yes. They've got, they oh, had a nice okay. kitchen set up. I went and looked at what they had. They were deep frying them out out there with the dough. Wow. The huh. and, 
And then I had, I never had before, but deep fried eggnog. What? Deep fried eggnog. It's a thing. Well, what is that? Well, they they take a, they make a real thick eggnog. They put a bunch of sugar in it and butter and nutmeg and cinnamon and roll it up in in kind of balls. They they put uh, graham crackers <laughs> and flowers with it. My goodness! Graham cracker uh-huh. and then make it tight and then they roll it in flour and deep fry it. Okay, so so the graham cracker is what makes it what takes it from being a liquid to a solid. Yep. It holds it uh-huh. together, and the sugar thickens it up. And that's the recipe. I, the, the people that made it, the lady told me the Arizona State Fair is where that was invented. <laughs> and was it good? Uh, it was excellent. It was very really? good. Really? Huh. Yep. Well, uh, you're going to have to get the, the recipe, because I'm very curious about that. I send will. Us the, I recipe. the recipe. I'll send it to oh, you. Oh, you do? Yeah, send it mm-hmm. to me, please, because that... That sounds just a little too weird. Okay, the funeral potatoes are what? Is it like, how would you, you know, is it scallop potatoes? Is it, what is it? The pierogi, it's like a little. No, 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 I know what a pierogi is. The 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 funeral funeral potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, Yeah. I would call that a casserole. Had sour cream, potatoes, Uh, uh, a a baked casserole. I see. So like a twice baked potato in a casserole dish. Yes, that describes okay. it perfectly. That's why okay. you're the food show lady. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. Okay. So do you have any ham left over? Because it lasts for a while. A, I, I did have a little ham left over and made a split pea soup with it. Okay, good. It, okay. it got cold out here in the desert last week, about mm. 40 degrees when you wake up. Mm. And then mm-hmm. it turns into about 70. So. Yeah. Yeah, typical yeah, no, I, Western mountain weather. We usually, with our leftover baked ham, because I know it won't be the last time you make it, we usually will take the leftover baked ham and put it on a griddle, a very hot griddle, and sear it and, and use it as a breakfast meat after that. that would Just be for future good. reference. For future that would reference. be real good. I'll do that with yeah. the next one. Yeah, okay. All right, so you've been out... You've been doing your research on the Reuben. Any more gangster news? You know, right now, I'm, I'm, I went back into research on the gangster thing because there's only so many gangster restaurants that everybody knows about. And, you know, like Capos and places like that. You're speaking. digging deeper. Yeah, so I started looking up, you know, like the, the new resort world that they're building, uh, which is going to be probably the largest casino complex in the world. I was like, well, what used to be there? Because it's in that part of town, you know, between the Strip and downtown, and that's where the Sands was. Yeah, I was about to say, is it the Sands, the old Sands? Okay. Yeah, where that, so I'm doing a lot of research on the old casinos and trying to get mm. a feel for oh, that. Oh, cool. That me. Uh-huh. See where that takes me. Because uh, I think that was the with, golden age. The, the 60s was the golden age of Las Vegas, I think. Yeah. And then, you know, and then Howard Hughes got into the mix, so I'm studying yeah. him, too. Wait, and, wait, who? Uh, Howard Hughes. Oh, Howard Hughes, yeah. That's yeah. when he came to Vegas and started taking uh-huh. over a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, well, the and, Sands has been gone for at least 20 years, hasn't it? How long has the Sands oh, been yeah. gone? Yeah, I, okay. I don't know exactly when they blew it up, but yeah. it was about the, the time they blew that up. Uh, 
changed everything. Tropicana. Yeah, and it yeah. changed it changed the landscape of everything. It did totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think yeah. when the restaurants start opening back up, you know, I'll have a better shot at, at going to the gangster restaurants. But in the meantime, I want to learn the backstories of it because okay. it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people that I met, uh, you know, that I, I had Thanksgiving with, I, I introduced to them the idea of the, of the La Revion because mm-hmm. it's that time of the year oh. in New Orleans where I've always tried to seek out the best Revion dinners. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're, putting, we're putting that into play, and everybody's going to make a dish. <laughs> we're going to try it again, see where that comes out. I guess they're doing that in New Orleans this year also. Yeah, but not many. Is Trinas doing one? I, I don't know. I've been so busy. I haven't really talked to Jim in the mm-hmm. last week or so. I heard I got a message. The business was pretty good there. Good. Uh, it looks like looks like people in New Orleans are supporting the, the restaurant, great. which is great. Well, I knew they would. It's a good restaurant. I knew they would. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Good. So uh, I think there's only a couple of Rev, uh, Revions, but Stan, it sounds like you're sort of the rock star of the resort there, and they're just taking their culinary cues from you. They pretty much are, and I had a half <laughs> quart of wood delivered by Ron, the wood guy in the uh-huh. desert and so that certainly makes me the most popular because i have a really <laughs> nice fire every night going ah okay uh-huh how many is how many people are in your little uh your little club there in the resort oh there's about six couples that i'll hang out mm-hmm. with or mm-hmm. you know see see what's going on it's interesting because it the the park is at a casino, so some people are coming in to gamble. Some people are just driving through. Uh, some people are snowbirds coming down to chase the weather. So I'm mm-hmm. meeting a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm 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 just fascinated by the whole um, by the whole. Uh, it's not a trailer park; it's a resort. But the whole the whole uh, motorhome lifestyle and how you sort of for a period of time you get other people who are having the same experience as you and they become friends and then then you disperse and i hope that you keep in touch or something but we'll we'll find that out later i guess all right stan hang on we're gonna take a break we will be right back with stan meadows calling from the hinterlands out there in las vegas to give us a report each week I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. 
His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? Winter in Las Vegas would be a good song. You know, those winter months out in like Palm Springs and Las Vegas, the desert areas out there, that's definitely the time to go, which is why they were so popular with the Hollywood celebs. But um, Stan Meadows is there. And he is calling us with his weekly report. So what else have you been involved in? Well, I've been actually, of all things, learning how to make charcoal with all the firewood that I bought. Because <laughs> uh, I got tired. There's a Walmart across the road from, uh, from the RV park. And uh, I got tired of carrying charcoal. So I started making my own with this wood I bought. And it's, it's interesting. It's, it's not a, you don't just pull coals off and use that for charcoal. There's a, you have to pull it down and let it cure for a while to hold together. So I'm still working on that. And I've been, I ordered a, I got a coffee roaster in. So I've been roasting uh, coffee beans and learning how to do that. Um, well, I'm besides, glad you're staying busy. Wait, back up for a second, though. I want to talk about the charcoal. So you got some okay. wood. Yep. Is it Ron? It's Ron the wood guy? Is that, is that his name? Yep. Yep. Okay. So he delivers wood out to the resort. And then how do you make your own charcoal? How do you cure wood to make charcoal? Well, you, you start a fire with it. And then once it burns into like a, once it gets, probably burns a third of the way through the wood, and I'll pull it off the fire and I missed a little bit of water on it. Uh, and then I put it back on the fire and let it heat up again. Then I pull it off, and I've got a, I don't know, I guess you call it a, a, a little hatchet. that I break it in little pieces, and then I spray it with water some more and let it sit out and cool off. And then after about two days, it hardens into charcoal. It's amazing. Huh. Uh, I, never, I read a couple books on it or articles on it, actually not even books. Uh, but it saves me having to carry a 20-pound bag of charcoal. That's all I know. That makes me happy. Well, well but, but I'm intrigued by this because if you're cooking over, you could also cook over wood, right? So what's the advantage to making charcoal if you've already got the wood that you're cooking over? Or is that is that naive of me? Do you, can you cook over wood? Yeah, oh, of course you can. But you can, I can control the temperature this way with charcoal. Because it doesn't flame up. It turns into just like charcoal on the grill. If you put wood in there, it's going to be flaming and you can't control it, which is fine for some things. Uh, Wow. But for most things, it's not good. You have to be able to control it and not have the flame. Okay. So for most people who are not hanging out in Las Vegas in a uh, motorhome, you can just buy your charcoal. But Stan is... 
Stan is exploring all of the avenues of life right now, aren't you, Stan? Yes, and I'm also trying to not pack 20 pounds of charcoal across Boulder Highway from the Walmart <laughs> to get it to get it back home. That's my main motivation with it. Okay. Uh, okay. And then so it the just other... turned interesting to me. So. Yeah, but that is fascinating. That's really interesting. Mm. Um, send me a picture of the charcoal that you're making. I want to see if it looks like the charcoal that you would have bought at Walmart. Okay, right. I've got some actually made now, so I'll send it to you when I get back. <laughs> okay. All right, so what's the other thing you're doing? You, the coffee, though. You're coffee roasting roasted. your own coffee beans. Yeah, All I'm right. experienced with that. <laughs> now, where'd you get the dry... Are these, like, green beans? You get the green beans? Yeah, I order them from a company called Roasty.com, uh-huh. and they send, they send you the beans, and you pick out different okay. beans you want, and they have different recipes. It's a learning process with it. But okay. it's really not very easy to mess it up. I mean, it's it's a pretty simple process. And I just uh-huh. like the ideas. And I like that it smells good whenever you're doing it. Yeah, it does, uh, for sure. So how do you do roast beans? Do you do that in the oven or on the, on the charcoal? Or where, how do you do that? It's a roaster. It, it looks like a, it looks kind of like a, a big wok that has oh, a... Oh, so you actually, you purchased a piece of equipment for this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then like it takes walk. the holes out, but it's mm-hmm. also a good way to, to meet the neighbors because they smell it and they come over and want to know what <laughs> you're doing, you know. So maybe I'll find somebody that knows how to make a choke, choke cherry uh, <sighs> cobbler for uh, Revion. Okay, now wait. Do you have choke cherry still? No, I don't, but hopefully somebody will know where to get them. Somebody from Montana. Well, aren't they like a seasonal thing and only in one area? I don't know. I'm sure that somebody would. It's such a wonderful fruit. I'm sure somebody cans it uh, so they can use it for cobblers. Uh huh. So you don't have any frozen or anything? No, I don't have any, but. I've never even heard of choke cherries. Had you before you got there? No, but it's a thing in Montana. They have a choke cherry festival. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a thing. And I figure if I can lure enough people to to talk to uh, with my coffee roaster and somebody will have choke cherry somewhere. Are they really that good? What do they taste like? Like a tart, like a tart with a sweet aftertaste cherry is how I would describe them. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So what else do you have on your plans between now and the next time we talk? What new experiments after you explore Chinatown? Well, I don't know. I'm going to see where Chinatown brings me. I may have to come back to Chinatown if, you know, if I don't get to see it all. It's, it's earlier here, of course, than it is there, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and then I'm no. going to start making plans for looking at some recipes for uh, getting Le Ravion ready mm. to cook. I, I don't okay. know what I'm going to serve yet. I've been enjoying going to NO Menu uh, uh-huh. and getting the recipes that are on there. There's some great recipes there. There are some great recipes. Thank you for noticing, Stan. Okay, so are you going to do a feast of the seven fishes too? Since you're going to, since you're dazzling all your neighbors with your ideas. I don't know. I might. I might. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll probably be getting ready for my birthday celebration. You know, I've got the best birthday in the world, January the 6th. Um, okay. <laughs> which is definitely the best date in the world. It's Joan of Arc's birthday. It's uh, the King's Day. It's 
when it a lot is. of people say it's when Mardi Gras starts, the carnival season starts. It is. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh -huh. Of course, it won't mean anything this year. But anyway, I, I'm going to have to quibble with you. I think I have the best birthday. But, um, but it's good that we each think that. I'm sure other people think that theirs is the best birthday, too. But good well, to Well, the only one better is St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I guess that would be a good one, too. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so, Sam, before you go, what? Go ahead. I need to get some little babies so I can make some king cakes, so I might have to have somebody <laughs> send me some of them. I think I have a used one on my counter I can send. Um, are you gonna, so you're going to make king cakes to dazzle the neighbors, too? Yes, yes. Of course, yes. Gosh, Dan, you're going to be like a legend. You're going to be a legend, if you're not already. Yeah, I was going to um, say Gumpy. I think so. Um, so, all right. Um, in the Chinatown, quick look at the Chinatown, though. I want to see how Chinatowny it is. Are there ducks in a window? I haven't been that far, but I'm okay. pretty sure there will be. Okay, because if you don't have ducks in a window, it ain't Chinatown, as far as I'm concerned. So, and no, I, I and they have those in like... the Hong Kong market. So there, in in on the West Bank. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, that's real. I mean, that's the real deal, you know. Um, I'm just kind of thinking that you're going to be surprised that it's probably a pretty good one because, I mean, just something tells me that, you know, that would be a, a good one. Anyway, I love yeah. your I love your thought about uh, investigating old Las Vegas versus new Las Vegas because I only know old Las Vegas. I have not in 40 years seen new Las Vegas. And I would, uh, I'd be very curious. I think it'll depress me because I liked old Las Vegas pretty well. But, um, but I like, I like your thought process. I want to hear more about, uh, you know, the things that you're discovering from the old versus the new. And uh, looking forward to your report on Chinatown. And um, good luck with your Revion. Are you doing the Revion before we talk again or is it going to be after? I want to do it uh, Christmas Eve. Oh, 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 that's right. Okay, because that's when it really is. Okay, <laughs> I mean the real the real one is Christmas Eve, but I'm just so used to it being two or three weeks before because everybody did them for so long at all the restaurants that um, that yes, duh, of course. Yeah. All right. Okay, so um, happy hunting through New Orleans menu for your recipes. Uh, Thank give you. LW a hug for me. Tell him he's welcome. Um, we'll try to get him some more food as time goes on. And we will talk to you next week. Can't wait. You guys have a good week. You take care, Stan. Thanks. Bye. That is Stan Meadows out there on the West, in the West. I was going to say on the West Coast, but he's actually in Las Vegas where he's spending the winter in his glamorous motorhome with his beloved hound dog, LW, who's becoming a bit of a star himself. And... Um, we talk to Stan every Wednesday, and we look forward to it. It's one of my favorite things about the show. And uh, we will talk to him again next Wednesday. We are coming up to the bottom of the hour. Time for the news from the Louisiana Radio Network. Network. We will be back to do some more chatting about food after that. Give us a call, 556-9696. 
Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. Louisiana reports its single highest day number of new COVID cases since the pandemic began today with 4,339 new cases, none of them from a backlog. As of today, Louisiana now has a statewide average of 10.7% positivity. And more bad news, hospitals are rapidly filling up. In late July, during the second wave, we peaked at 1,600 COVID hospitalizations. Right now, we're at 1,537. And we're starting to get a fuller picture of just how lethal the pandemic has been. New Orleans-based data analyst Jeff Asher took a look at the numbers and found that between 2012 and 2016, an average of 765 people died to the flu every year. In nine months, we're up to 6,684 COVID fatalities, and Asher says the true number's likely higher. There's tons of data to support that, and we know, especially in March and April, when testing was pretty minimal, the number of unreported deaths was probably much higher than the number that the state has reported. Louisiana is the fifth highest number of COVID fatalities per capita in the nation. LRN. Hey y'all, I'm Amanda Shaw. We all know Louisiana is as fun as all get out. So get out, take a road trip, and explore our state. Fill her up, then try a new restaurant that's as fun-loving as it is food-loving. Grab the family and take off for monumental adventures at our 21 state parks. Or take a magical minivan tour along our 19 scenic trails and byways. Louisiana's a trip. Take one today. This is Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Plan your road trip at louisianaisatrip.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Office of Tourism. Consumers and property owners with a construction project can have a very successful result or a regretful experience that could have been avoided. Before beginning any construction project in Louisiana, verify licensure of the contractor, check references, and read your contract carefully. Scammers may claim to be licensed, but you should verify licensure by visiting lacontractor.org or download the free app LA Contractor from the Android or Apple Store. Hire a licensed contractor. It's the law. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge, December 11th, Little Freddie King, and on December 18th, Chris Royal in Dark Matter. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to FridaysFromTheFunkyUncle.com. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at ThinkAOS.com. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Everyone likes a Gershwin tune, don't they? Let's go to Michael 75. Michael, are you calling to defend your honor? Yeah, definitely. That among 11 other things I want to talk about. Okay. By the way, first first of all, Eric, your uh, college chum, uh, when he brought yes. up the Fleur de Lis pizza place, 
by the way, that, that place suffers from cognitive dissonance. It's Fleur de Lis, and underneath that sign, it says Roman pizza. Now, Fleur de Lis is French, so um, I don't understand it. But anyway, they make a fabulous pizza. I've been eating that for 60 years. And it's oh, really? Of, huh? I said, really? You probably yeah. do a lot of business in Baton Rouge, huh? Yeah, right. I grew up there. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the only pizzas that were better than that were uh, at, in New Jersey, New York, and, of course, in the Piazza Navona in Rome. Uh, but anyway. I, I heard uh, you and Mary Lee. I was passing in and out during the conversation, picking up little snippets of that while I was dealing with my bush hogger guy. But um, I, were you all talking about Piazza Navona or were you talking about the Campa di Fiori? No, Piazza Navona. It has the. Uh, she was talking Riga about Campa di Fiori, I think. What's what's the one in Piazza Navona? Piazza Navona is the the famous one that has the four rivers fountain, but uh, there with uh, it's 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 probably. No, I'm talking about I the think. pizza place. I know the Piazza. Oh, no, there, the there's place? bunches of pizza. We just sat down at one of them, uh, which uh, overlooks the uh, piazza, and we ate, and it was fabulous. It could have been the, you know, the ambiance has a lot to do with the, uh, uh, the way your mind works when you eat things. Something, <laughs> you it, think? It, it, I know it's, it's, it's paramount to me, Michael, but go ahead. Right. Exactly. So uh, you can go to a place, uh, you know, another thing about the, uh, about the first time you eat something, uh, it's, uh, what is it called? The, um, anyway, uh, uh, when they gave, uh, um, soldiers during the war when they ran out of morphine they gave them uh shots of uh, just water uh or some some uh, liquid product which had no uh benefits and the soldiers suddenly felt better uh it's called a placebo, placebo. is that what and you're that, talking that, about placebo yeah uh-huh. yeah placebo it could work on food now the second place in baton rouge is still there also that is a, has okay. a platonic dish is jay's barbecue they have a pulled, pulled, a pulled pork uh, po' boy that is unbelievable. It's, it's put under a panini press. It's great. Uh, but I, I was really interested in stuff Stan was talking about because Las Vegas, uh, I started going there in the early 60s. And um, the... the uh, when was the last time you were there? When was the last time? Oh, I hadn't been there in about 10 years or so. Uh, I... I, I didn't go as much after a while because I was persona non grata like Dotsie is on many uh, radio stations. Uh, uh, because I kind of remember the cards when I'm playing blackjack. They don't like that. By the way, anyway, so uh, he was talking about Chinatown. We, that, wherever we, we go on a vacation, especially to a larger city, we always try to find a Chinatown or at least a good Chinese restaurant. And that's what we did in Vegas. We found a, a really good Chinese restaurant there. I can't remember the no, name, but well, when we, you, you know, Chinatown. Sorry. I don't know why you didn't get over your your travel to China thing. I mean, your son lived in China, and you obviously have a thing about the Chinese culture and Chinese food. Your son lived there. Why didn't you make yourself go? If if. If China was uh, in, uh, right outside of Shreveport, I would go on. I, I'm not flying 18 hours in a tin can. <sighs> okay, go ahead. Okay, okay. seven hours to Europe is my limit. 
uh, even now, I take uh, we fly to New York first, take a couple of days in New York, then take a flight from there. It's only seven, six or seven hours. Anyway, well, why didn't you do the same thing in Los Angeles? Sorry. Why didn't you just cross the Pacific in Los Angeles, like ten hours? Because <laughs> it's still it's still like fourteen hours from L.A. And mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, Chinatowns all over the world are great. Uh, London has a great one near Covent Garden. They do have uh, a great one. London has a great one. Right, exactly. New York has a good one. Uh, San Francisco, of course. Toronto has a fabulous one. And even Houston has a little Chinatown. But but the one in San Francisco, uh, our favorite place there is called the Nanking. Nanking. And mm-hmm. uh, we go in there the first time and I see a big portrait of Mao Zedong on the wall, and also next to him, Paul Prudhomme. So I, I, I speak to the owner, I said, why do you have Paul Prudhomme in a Chinese restaurant? He said, well, I met him, and now I spice up all my Chinese food, and the lion's outside of it. You, you have to wait in a line for a, a half an hour at least. Uh, <laughs> any, anyway, oh, Michael. Uh, uh, what... what uh, so, um, yeah, I was sorry to see that Sam's Town is, uh, has got the best Reuben uh, because uh, I can't go there anymore. They won't let me in. But uh, I do have, there's a great Reuben here. It's at uh, Stein's Deli, of course. Of course, yeah. And uh, this is where we're ordering, uh, we're, we're getting chestnuts and beef wellington we're making for Christmas. Wait, you're doing chestnuts? Yeah, chestnuts are fabulous. When you walk around uh, Madrid, uh, Rome, Paris, uh, anywhere, yeah. they, they, the, the uh, grilled chestnuts, they come in a little paper bag, are unbelievable walking around. Better I'm than sorry. I, that's one of those things that I consider to be a romantic fantasy. Exactly. Speaking I, of romantic fantasies, my wife and I were uh, crossing a bridge called the Pont d'Artiste. And while there, she had brought a, a, a little lock. Uh, with our marriage yeah. date on there, uh-huh. she, she she attached it to the, uh, the bridge. And while we were walking ab- across the bridge, uh, uh, an accordion player was playing La Vie en Rose, the, the most romantic thing in the world. Mm. Mm-hmm. That is sweet. <laughs> um, but romantic I guess, I guess, I guess that's being I mean. a curmudgeon, too. <laughs> I said, is Michael calling to defend his honor? The answer is yes. Okay, so Michael, um, when I say romantic fantasies, I don't mean actual romantic fantasies. I mean fantasy that chestnuts actually are good. That's a fantasy to me. Oh, really? No, I don't think so. Well, yeah. by the way, it's when like I was, a mouthful of nothing. <laughs> uh, each his own. Uh, you don't even like awful. You don't like, you don't even like, uh, uh, the best dessert ever ever made. Chocolate ice cream. Awful infused, is awful. Yes. Chocolate, ice, chocolate ice cream infused with pig's blood. Yes, anyway, you're right, Michael. I was, I was talking. To, I was talking to Mary Lee, uh, and I said, mm-hmm. "You should you should sing this song in, uh, as an homage to your mother. Let it be by the Beatles. When in times of trouble, Mother Mary calls to me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. That's you." <laughs> if only if only that's all i have for the trust day trust me all right take care michael all thank right, you <clears throat> all i have to say to that is if only all right
On that note, 556-9696 is the number. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Annadell's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Anna Dell's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Yes, indeed. I got a text while we were in break saying that chestnuts do, in fact, boop. Yes, they do, I think. I think Michael is having a romantic fantasy about chestnuts, having nothing to do with a female, his wife or any other. All right. Um, I want to mention that Basil's has a Christmas special going on. If you have a griller in your life, they will be thrilled if you give them something like a big green egg package. I don't even know what that is, but they have several different kinds. So go ask them. Big green egg has done wonders for us for many, many years. And uh, you have grillers on your list. You need to go visit Basil's Ace Hardware, not only for a grill, but for accessories of which there is an endless amount there. They have $200 off pellet grills, Weber pellet grills for this Christmas season. So go see them over at Basil's Ace Hardware. 5569696 is the number. We took a break. I wasn't even planning to, but I'm glad we did because I had a little tickle in my throat and I'm glad that uh, <clears throat> I'm glad that I could regroup for just a second. But I'm here to talk to you right now if you would like to talk about whatever it is that you might like to talk about. <clears throat> in the meantime, I will tell you the edible dictionary word Today is a la Normande, and that is brought to you by Dorignax, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time, according to Food and Wine Magazine. We were talking at lunch today. My two buds, one of them is Eric, the other is Richard. Eric calls the show, Richard does not, but both listen. And um, Eric and Richard got into a discussion about Dorignax and what a thing it was. And one of them was part of the thing and the other one did not understand the thing. And it was interesting to listen to their conversation. But it is a thing enough to be, according to Food and Wine Magazine, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. Uh, 
A la Normande in the style of Normandy, referring to the northern coast of France across the English Channel from Great Britain. A dish a la Normande, naturally enough, is made with the ingredients for which the area is best known. Those include bivalves, notably oysters and mussels, and dairy products, especially cream and butter. But the most distinctive specialty of Normandy is apples. And in this country, a dish a la Normande, a la Normande, a la Norm, <laughs> Normande, is likely to include either apples or some kind of apple brandy. The most famous of the latter is Calvados. And if it's a savory dish with a sauce, the presence of Calvados is a good bet. The old, the old kitchen sage says, this is the season for mulled wine. Add sugar and spices to warmed wine until it tastes good. Hmm. It should be prepared in a very clean stainless pan over heat too low to cause more than wisps of steam. The less time it's in the pan, the better since the alcohol will evaporate away if it cooks too long. We were talking about, about drinking at lunch and it was decided that I should do more drinking by all, it was a unanimous decision, including me. I, I voted for that myself. I won't do it, but I, I should. Deaf dining rule number 16. If there is a restaurant where you get special consideration from the maitre d', a special waiter or a bartender, think of the most generous annual tip you'd like to give. Double it and present it the next time you're in there between now and Christmas. Sounds like Don the Gourmet Neighbor. That sounds like something he would do. All right, let's see what else we have in our almanac for today as we wind down the show. Words to eat by. Anything that's white is sweet. Anything that's brown is meat. Anything that's gray, don't eat. <laughs> I think those are wise words. Hermione Gingle, the British actress born today in 1897. She was referring to airline food. Back to drinking, words to drink by. By making this wine known to the public, I have rendered my country as great a service as if I had enabled it to pay back the national debt. That was Thomas Jefferson, so I wonder what the national debt was back then. I'm sure it would make him jump out of his grave to see what it is today here. 5569696 five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. We also talked about the show today at lunch, and uh, I got a report on what everybody thinks about everything on the show, and um, I was pleased to hear that that it seems like we're doing pretty well, so that's good. But I did have some suggestions, and I'm going to take them under advisement. In fact, we're gonna we're making some changes to the show anyway. Gonna put a lot more stuff in it. Before we go, the uh, chef d'oeuvre du jour is a smoked Wagyu beef brisket at Boucherie. Although Boucherie goes far beyond the province of barbecue joint, the fact is that the place does smoke a lot of meat. A great example of this is their brisket platter. This is, they've changed a lot since, um, since they started. 
the beef is from the strain uh, that gives Kobe beef. Whether that's what makes it taste so good is debatable, debatable. But the flavor itself is undeniable. It comes out with a pile of fresh cut garlic Parmesan fries. I was surprised that there wasn't much cheese at the table today. Not that there isn't cheese in the restaurant where we went. It's just that we, for somehow or another, for some reason, did not even order any. We did talk about bread at the table today. Because Chifunctas does all of their baking in-house, and by that I mean all of their baking, like they, they're serving the little profiteroles with the um, shrimp or crab salad at the amuse-bouche tonight. They um, had a, a French bread that they make and they serve as bread. And I don't know what they served me for my chicken sandwich, but it was a, it was like a white bread, but it was really, really good. I mean, it really made a difference on the sandwich that the bread was fresh baked. I mean, you would imagine, of course it would, but it really, really did. And we got to talking, Eric and I got to talking about sourdough because we're both sourdough fanatics. Eric and I are absolutely 100% in sync about everything having to do with food. And uh, it, it's, it's, really, it's really fun to talk to him because I, I know that if he says something's good, I'm pretty well going to trust it and vice versa. But he's, he's definitely more of a dive kind of guy. So it was really funny to have him go to a place like Chifuncta. I was curious to see what he was going to say about it, which, of course, he, was, he flipped over it and is already planning to pile the family into the suburban and bring them across the lake to Chifuncta. But um, we also talked about the three of us going to um, to Johnny White's for the fried wiener sandwich because that's kind of his wheelhouse. And I'm gonna have to work up have to work up the energy to go into um, a dive like that. But that's kind of that's kind of what what we did in college and. Um, and it was, like I said, never my thing to begin with, but certainly not my thing now. And, uh, and that's our next. We're, so we're going from the sublime to the ridiculous. We're going to go from uh, lunch at Chifuncta's to um, a fried wiener sandwich at uh, whatever the name of that place is. It's something 718, I think, taking over for the Johnny Whites that was in... Um, in the French Quarter, deep in the French Quarter. Yes, I got a uh, I got a text from um, Don, the gourmet neighbor, validating my chestnuts don't taste very good. I think it's funny to think, and I do absolutely think a lot about stuff like this, and I call them romantic fantasies, and that's really what they are. It's it's whether or not you like something based on an emotional image you have in your mind of it. So, yes, it's really nice to walk around New York City. Well, I mean, that's not true of me. I don't like New York, but, you know, Italy, where there are people on the ground roasting chestnuts in big pans, and then you take them in this brown paper bag and you eat them. 
And all I can say to that is you do really get excited about it because, I mean, it is a romantic fantasy. You're walking. You're in a place that's romantic. You see someone sitting on the ground roasting chestnuts. And then they put them in a bag and they're warm and it's probably cold out. And so you want, you know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. And you think, yes. And then you take a bite into the chestnut and it goes in your mouth and tastes like nothing except a, it's like a, like a, I don't know, like a wad of nothing. And, uh, and I, I don't understand it. Dotsie, you're breaking my rule of calling twice, but you've only got a minute, so I'll let you do it. I'm sorry, but I have to talk about the chestnuts, okay? Okay. I so agree with you, a romantic illusion, chestnuts roasted on an open fire. And then I worked for National and Pan Am, and I went to New York, and they stunk on dry ice. I'm sorry, they stink. I couldn't even buy them. Although I have had pickled chestnuts and other chestnuts, but the roasting on an open fire in New York, I was like, oh, dear God, I'm destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And There's, I did li- like you. Bleh. I love New York and I hate it now. But it, uh, roasting on an open fire in New York is horrible. I agree. I mean, I, that's I, I, all I can say the to that. The smell it's is like, almost, I, it smells like garbage burning. So I do, but you know, there is also a place for romantic fantasies. Sometimes no, you can no, get you listen, you, I'm, I'm the Hallmark Channel queen. Look, yes, I, well, I mean, I was, <laughs> I was, but I, yes, I, I am all I in for romantic fantasies. Because of it. And uh, I yeah. found I didn't even like travel. I love the passengers. I love doing the work, but I didn't even like the travel. I'm happy oh, well. now because I got the internet. But the uh, the chestnuts. Because, but then I'm spoiled. I grew up in New Orleans, and I was a very fortunate mm-hmm. young child in New well, Orleans. Well, I grew up in New and, Orleans, you know, but I am not a New Orleanian at heart. I'm sorry to break your heart about that, Dotsie. But if I had my druthers, I'd yeah, be sitting you, in California I, I'm right now. I'm luckier than you are. I, I had I, some. I had. I was lucky. And I'm a New California Orleans girl is, at heart. Yeah, New Orleans is, is the world's most interesting city, and we have to get it back to that. We shouldn't okay, well, be I, talking about now that Dottie, I, Dottie, I have to tell you, what you just said, that is a romantic fantasy. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's it the is. And the New Orleans of reality without the politicians is truly the world's most interesting I, we city. Will send, send me an email at tom at nomenu.com. We'll have this conversation off the air because that's where it has to be. But what you just said is unfortunately, and I'm very sad to say, a romantic fantasy in and of itself. I don't think it, so, Marianne. I but hope I you're right. I love y'all, and I, I think you're wonderful. Right. And we'll, right. we'll maybe we'll spar with this, and we might end up <laughs> in a strange No, I don't place. want this show to be controversial. I want this show to be just fun. I want this show to be... Um, about the uh, the romantic fantasy of roasting chestnuts and about um, choke cherries and making your own charcoal and things like that. But we don't want to get into controversy because there's too much of that out there already anyway. All right, Dottie, got to run. Dottie, got to run. Okay. I think that's it. Did Thank she leave? You. Yeah. Okay, bye. 
All right, this is the time where we say, if you would like to, please tell a friend about the show because people say, you know, I've just discovered the show and I go, how is that possible? But if you like the show, please tell a friend because we, you know, we want to spread the... Uh, the respite, that's what it is. The respite from everything else out there. And we want to spread that. So um, let's let's uh, tell a friend. Tell them to download it on the simple radio app. Uh, you, down, well, you download the app. It's free. And then you type it in, 990 New Orleans. And uh, that will let you listen to it anywhere. If you've missed a part of the show and would like to... Um, catch it, you can go to nomenu.com. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. Go to the food show and there it will be. I was told today that Spotify is like a week behind in their podcasts. And um, and I don't know why that is, but I know that on nomenu.com, and I say this, I usually post it the same day unless I don't get it from Henry. You heard that, Henry? So, um, it is pretty much up to date on nomenu.com. That's also where you can sign up for our newsletter. It comes out twice a week. And that's where you'll find vintage pieces of Tom's. Our dining diary is there. And uh, events. Mary is working hard on an events page, but she has a little snippet of it in every newsletter. And uh, we have openings and things like that there. So that's worth doing. That's twice a week. Nomenu.com. It is, uh, stay, stay tuned for the Dine, Wine, and Spirit show, which comes up next. That's Tim McNally. I also want to mention, if you would like a book to give a friend for, um, for Christmas, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that tomorrow. We have some hungry towns here, and I also have a book. So we'll talk some more about that. WGSO, New Orleans. Join me, BJ Rust, every weekday at 6 p.m. for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. For a story that leaked that connects him to a Chinese spy. The spy became a donation bundler for Swalwell and even managed to place an intern in his office. House Republican Conference Chairwoman Liz Cheney from Wyoming expresses concern over the allegations. This is part of a much larger pattern where we know that the Chinese Communist Party, the Chinese government, uh, is on the attack against the United States of America. And so far, it seems only one party in Congress is willing to take them on, willing to stand up for the United States, willing to fight back. Swalwell is a member of the House Intelligence Committee. Leaders on Capitol Hill on both sides of the aisle continuing to push for a new stimulus package, even as disagreements remain over what should be in it. You're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. 
That's 800-2468-751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. On Tuesday, Joe Biden nominated California AG Javier Becerra for the Secretary of Health and Human Services. In California, Becerra sued the Little Sisters of the Poor, fought against a team who exposed Planned Parenthood's body parts trade, and tried to strip conscience protections away from doctors and nurses. Regarding Biden's appointment, former Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price says... He checks the box for a progressive individual who uh, would uh, be leading HHS, but he doesn't have the kind of background that the American people, I believe, would like to see in their uh, Health and Human Services secretary. Two of the biggest stories of 2020 dominated Google's trending searches this year. The tech giant reporting on Wednesday that election results was this year's top trending search, followed by coronavirus. NBA legend Kobe Bryant was third in searches. Brian and his daughter were killed in a helicopter crash in January. USA Radio News. Rebecca Chapman, who is the general manager. Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant, one of the most beautiful restaurants in New Orleans. Because Broussard's is a true New Orleans restaurant, and you guys are both New Orleanians. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be a part of the history and culture at Broussard's. If you haven't been there lately, you need to correct that problem. Get over there. They got the 1920 special, which is the date of the founding of Broussard's, on wines and on food. Broussard's Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter. Hi, this is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. It's going to be a nice, beautiful night for you. Clear skies, crisp in the morning again, but the temperatures will rebound a little quicker and we'll go to a little warmer for the afternoon tomorrow. Early morning, lower tougher 40s, patch to a fog maybe. The afternoon highs go into about the lower 70s. It's partly cloudy tomorrow night and Friday, but still dry. Partly cloudy to cloudy and a chance of showers developing Friday night, increasing Saturday and Sunday. Tomorrow, 72, 72 again on Friday after morning lows of 50s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. A single car accident victim can require as as many as 100 pints of blood. That's why the American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org. The American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show, your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696. 
Now, here's your host, Tim McNally. All right, let's get on with it on a midweek deal. I'm going to hesitate to use the word hump. Oh, I'm going to use it, hump day. There we go. So I've said it. Right here, seven degrees in New Orleans, Louisiana. Humidity's 35%, which by our standards is like none whatsoever. Uh, this is about where we're going to be today. We may pick another degree up, uh, but I doubt it. The sun is heading down in the sky. Uh, we were supposed to get up to about 72 today. Supposed to get up to about 